Welcome to the Gems of Wrestling podcast. This is the second episode of Special Match Story Corner. Mr. No Gimmicks Needed, Oliver, it's your turn to draw a match out of the Cola Tombola. Give it a shake. Give it a shake. (laughs) What match is up next for the Gems of Wrestling? Body bag match. Body bag match. Liam. Woo! Your, your pick. This is your pick, so you so, better get some info. So Rusty Pudding usually gets the um, MVPs in our main series. I do. I seem to be getting all the matches in this series. Yeah, you do. That's two out of two for me. Body bag match. Before there was buried alive. Before there was casket matches. Before there was even. A coffin match, because that's the thing. It is a thing. I don't know if it counts as different or not, but it's called a coffin match. There was a body bag match. You want to know who the two competitors were? Yeah, please tell yeah, me. Yeah, might help. The Undertaker. Of course. Versus the Ultimate Warrior. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, I'm so hyped to watch this. So join us after this interlude, where we will be prepared for the body bag match. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hello? Is this thing on? Did I ever tell you about the body bag match? I was in a body bag once. I'd only gone for a nap. Once upon a time in the early 90s, there were two forces of the WWE Universe. There were Dark Forces and Neon Forces. The Neon was led by a former WWF Champion, the Ultimate Warrior, who had had the torch passed to him by Hulk Hogan and taken away again within a year. He would retire the Macho Man at WrestleMania 7 and would be looking for something to do over the summer of 1991. This would be a collision bringing Neon into the dark. His opponent, on the other hand, had cast a shadow over the whole World Wrestling Federation when debuting at the Survivor Series in November 1990, then defeating mainstay Jimmy Snooker at his first WrestleMania. They first collided on an episode of The Funeral Parlor on April 13th, where The Undertaker attacked The Ultimate Warrior from behind with two strikes of that famed urn. The end result was the face-painted one, Locked inside an airtight casket that officials struggled to open up. When they did, CPR was required. The Undertaker, the leader of the dark side, had an alliance with fellow psychological torturer Jake the Snake Roberts, who encouraged the Ultimate Warrior to heed his advice and train with him to deal with the darkness. As baby faces are naturally over-trusting, Warrior agreed to take steps to learn the ways of the Dark Forces if it would allow him to defeat the Dead Man, who by this point was racking up win after win against every jobber available and placing them inside body bags, perhaps a trademark in the making. Regardless, he was on a rampage whilst the Neon One was training to take down the future Phenom. Jake placed his trainee inside the very same casket to try and help the Warrior conquer his fears. He counselled him, and had the warrior dig his own grave before burying him alive. Literally, not figuratively. Finally, warrior needed to grab Lucifer, Jake's pet snake, 
from inside a casket in the middle of a darkened room. The warrior was reluctant, but he did it anyway. As he entered, the lights hit and the room was in fact covered with snakes. Jake insisted that Warrior continue as planned, and Warrior did. Lucifer sprang from his position and bit the Ultimate Warrior's face, leaving him writhing in agony. Jake called for him to fall like the common man he was. Warrior was anything but common, let's be honest. Paul Bearer and The Undertaker were waiting outside the door to confirm that this was a setup all along. Unlike the modern day, such a gimmick match wasn't saved for a pay-per-view or even for a Saturday night's main event. These two battled on a nightly basis, almost always resulting in The Undertaker losing by disqualification, usually for use of the urn. As for the body bag stipulation, they had at least three before and many more after the match we are about to see. On July 1st, 1991, in Madison Square Garden, we had the only televised body bag match that was recorded for the Madison Square Garden Network. After this match, the Ultimate Warrior would start missing dates, leaving the returning Randy Savage to fill in for him in his rivalry with The Undertaker towards the end of July. Eventually, The Warrior would be fired the night of SummerSlam in August, after holding up Vince McMahon for more money, threatening to no-show despite being in the main event alongside Hulk Hogan. He got his money for that night, but he lost his job. We are about to review his last major singles match against his last major rival in what would be his last major run in all of sports entertainment. And now for our feature presentation. Hello and welcome to the Gems of Wrestling podcast. Welcome to Special Match Story Corner. You were, you were good at saying that now. Yeah, <laughs> you've been practicing. I bet he's been, he's been practicing in a mirror. <laughs> I've had a long time to practice as well, haven't I? To be fair, actually, last... it's been quite a while since we've done yeah. one of these. I'm Flemerall, the Precious Gem Professional Wrestling. I'm joined by Rusty Pudding. Hello. And Mr. No Gimmicks Needed. Hello. Today we're going to talk about the body bag match. Ooh, spooky. That's a dunk. Fucking, we're just on the level. <laughs> the date is the 1st of July 1991. We're in Madison Square Garden for basically a house show that happened to be recorded for TV. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know anything else about this, this card. I never checked... I didn't try and find it anywhere. No. I just watched that one match on YouTube. Yeah. Done. All I know is that these Undertaker and the Ultimate Warrior had many body bag matches on house shows. Uh, okay. Never televised. Remember this... where our role is free. Yes. Yeah. This was the one and only televised okay, body bag match. Okay, that's allowed. I'll let you off. That's yeah. allowed. The winner is the man who puts his opponent inside a body bag. Basically a casting match. Yeah. Yeah. With a flimsy bit of... Plastic. Plastic and a zip. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bit harder than a casket match. <laughs> yeah. It's always a low budget casket match, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The camera is in the back with Paul Beerer, who's leading the Undertaker through gorilla position, through the curtain into the arena and to the ring. He's got his classic music. It's just classic Undertaker, and isn't it? Paul Beerer looks dead weird. His eyes are dead wide open and he's like, oh, <laughs> Paul Beerer. This is still Looking like... quite skinny, though. Yeah. But it's only eight months into, you know, the Undertaker's debut, so. Yeah, he's still... They're really trying to put this over the top. They're trying to get themselves over, really. And the urn is massive. <laughs> like, that, that urn got progressively smaller as time went on. As Paul Beres, you know, couldn't be asked to carry it. By the end of it, like the ashes. <laughs> <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Lord Alfred Hayes and Gorilla Monsoon are on commentary. They have no answer for what is in the urn, but for us, we can look back at uh, the 1994 Royal Rumble and say that it was full of green smoke. <laughs> and at SummerSlam 94, it was a blinding light. So, yeah, that's what's in it. Yeah. Anything else we ever saw in the urn? One Paul Bear in it. <laughs> well, the whole scene, was, the whole yeah. Punk thing. Yeah, after Paul Bearer died, the, yeah. <laughs> Very disrespectful because Paul Bearer had just died. Literally, yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. You know, Paul Bearer probably would have. He'd have been okay. Yeah, he was an over the top character. Yeah, he he'd probably like, that's actually a really good idea. I yeah. mean, not because he's dead, but he <laughs> might have said it if he was still alive. <laughs> maybe, he agreed, maybe he agreed to it before he died. <laughs> I seriously doubt that, but yeah, you never know. He might agree to it. Years in advance, he could have easily agreed to that. Maybe he agreed to it after he died. <laughs> they did a seance. <laughs> yeah, Paul Bearer, do you agree to be in a storyline? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I done an impression like personation in ages. That was brilliant. Though. I yeah, like that brilliant. one. Brilliant. <laughs> the warrior enters. The Fink swiftly exits. He knows how clumsy the uh, Ultimate Warrior is. So as soon as he sees him coming, yeah. get out of the ring. Fucking hell. <laughs> Jim Taker cuts him off, but the Neon One takes control. He sends, the Neon One. <laughs> he sends the Undertaker into the ring steps twice and then into the ring post, but the dead man no-sells it. So, yeah. yeah, Fine with that. Standard Undertaker stuff. Yeah. We've we'll seen a bit of this. Throughout the match, yes. It's explained to us that the rules are... There are no rules. Apart from you have to put your pony <laughs> in a body bag. <laughs> Hardcore match. Yeah. Oh. Well, well, mm. all matches are like hardcore matches. That's it. Because <laughs> I explained this to my housemates the other day. There was a no holds barred match. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what's that? I'm like, it's a hardcore match. Yeah, pretty like, much. No DQ, hardcore, no yeah, holds barred, falls no count DQ anywhere. So, street fight. Street fight. They're all hardcore matches. Yes. That's it. And this, well, they do not use any it, hardcore. It's part of that thing of wrestling bullshit. That, that goes into that category of wrestling yeah, bullshit. Yeah, maybe <laughs> the same match, so many different things. Yeah. It's pointless. The warrior then throws Undertaker into the ring and strikes him and sends his head into the turnbuckle. He whips Taker into the other corner and charges at him, but the tide is turned with a clothesline. Vintage Undertaker with a leaping lariat, and for the first time, we get a choke in the corner. We get a lot of chokes in the corner. <sighs> we get a lot of chokes in the corner. So boring. I mean, I don't mind seeing it here and there from the Undertaker, but fuck's sake. No, <laughs> Too many. Yeah. The ref is trying to distract himself. Huh? What's going on over here? I'm not looking at the blatant choke. There's no disqualification, so... Don't matter. Don't matter if you've seen it. Undertaker is so slow and menacing. I do like the way he moves around the ring. Yeah. I'm not the first in saying that. I'm sure lots nah. of people agree, but... He is. A missed clothesline is followed up with a scoop slam from the Warrior. He tries another whip into the corner. He charges in. And the Undertaker gets his foot up. So the Warrior's got to learn... He's got to learn from this. Stop running at the Undertaker because he just keeps catching oh, him. I fucking hate the old warrior. Do you really? I'm, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something now. I think we're all allowed one person who will never make it in into our Hall of Fame. Oh, oh I thought you were to be Hulk Hogan. Not Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, no. Hulk Hogan is all of us. I don't know if I can agree to that because one day we might see an Ultimate Warrior match which opens our eyes and we think, wow... One of the most underrated technical wrestlers of all time. <laughs> that's never going to happen, Liam. Like, you know that's never going to happen. Oh, you'd never say never. I don't know. Can you agree to this no gimmicks? So you, I don't know. You could put JYD in. Yeah, you. but I don't think I hate him that much. I mean, I, I, I don't really rate him much, but... Yeah. All right, so 
So, okay, whatever. Undertaker then misses an elbow drop. And Warrior misses one too. So we go back to the Undertaker just choking in the corner. Just back to basics. Warrior is thrusting his crotch quite sexually. Who knows that? <laughs> he's like Balvinus. He is, yeah. He's like really over the top, like, oh, why he's being choked. Yeah. Maybe he's into that. I mean, they do say choking is... Uh, an <laughs> Auto-erotic asphyxiation. There I'm, you go. I'm into that. <laughs> so I'm just saying, put that in, in the mix. That's not there now. If anyone was wondering, if anyone had any questions about Rusty... <laughs> Sex life. I like choking. <laughs> Lord Alfred Hayes claims that the crowd could explode at any minute. Kind of implying that, yeah, they're quiet now, but they could explode. They were, the crowd were very not into it. No, they weren't. As, much as, I, as much as I was into it. Yeah. Which was not a lot. That's saying something. <laughs> if you, you weren't into it and they were even less into it. Yeah. Another choke in the corner, down to the second turnbuckle. The Undertaker then charges into a boot from the Warrior, who hits a pile driver. We get a no-sell from the dead man. Yeah. How do you feel about no-selling the pile driver? Um, it's a tough one, that. Yeah. Because pile driver's a finisher. Yeah. But the Undertaker's the Undertaker. But there's that point where, that remember when uh, Old Warrior didn't sell the pedigree. Yeah. And we all slay that. Fucking hell, yeah. So in a, right. in a way, I have to slate it. I know he's the, I know he's a dead man, but yeah. I've seen him go down to littler moves yeah. than the power driver. So, yeah. Fair point. It's uh, probably not that good. He could have done another move for him to no-sell, couldn't he? He yeah. didn't have to be a power driver. DDT would have been better. Yeah, but... Yeah. Well, that was a finisher at the time yeah, as well, know, but, well, 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 the power driver is a little bit more, like... It's da- dangerous than a DDT, in it? Yeah. He could have just done like a, a shoulder break or a power slam for him to know. Power slam would have been good, yeah. Yeah. That would have been fine. The Undertaker sits up like a zombie. I, right. do, I love that. He's like yeah, rising from the grave. Yeah, so I, do, always, I always love yeah. the dead man rising. They, they, they mention yeah. the commentary mentioned it, I think, think they call him a zombie. Yeah. They do, yeah. yeah. So they look, he's like a zombie. The warrior isn't bothered though. He just sort of bangs his chest a little bit and he hits another pile driver. Yeah. This time the Undertaker does stay down, so two power drives it takes no, to keep him down. Three. I'm sure it was three. Yeah, One did. of them looks really he fucking knows, awkward. He knows as well. two of them. Well, 100% certain. I'd put money on it. I'd quit the podcast if I was wrong right now. Well, I don't want to be wrong now. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible punishment. <laughs> no one wins in that situation. <laughs> it's time for the big splash, but the Undertaker. It's uh, like a thrust to the throaty. So Hulk Hogan's finisher, dog shit. Warriors yeah. is worse. Yeah. Because he's doing a big splash, but he's not a fat guy. No. Yeah. Like, fat guys like... do big splashes. Yeah. Um... This is off the top rope, like Valvinus does. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. That's two Valvinus mentions, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> the most he's ever going to get on this podcast. You're welcome, Valvinus. Hello, ladies. <laughs> oh, I can't but, stand him. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, the, the big splash is terrible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, unless it's off someone like King Kong Bundy yeah. or like Andre the Giant or something yeah. like that. or yeah. Mark Henry. Well, yeah. Yeah, although I, I didn't have so much of a problem with it when he did the combination of the Gorilla Press. Yeah, that's fine. And then drop and, and then, then do a splash. And, yeah, all in one flu moment. Yeah. yeah that's, that's great. Warrior is writhing in agony. It's a physical and mental blow, says Lord Alfred Hayes. Is it really? I think they're just trying to cover up that it looks shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, talk it up. The Undertaker decides it's time for the tombstone and he nails it. Body bag time. Ooh. He lays it out and puts Warrior in it. He zips it, crucially, from the bottom to the top. So Warrior recovers just enough to get his arm out and, yeah, yeah. we're all safe. He fights back out as Monsoon calls him the ultimate warlord. 
Did you hear that? I missed what? that. <laughs> yeah, the Ultimate Warlord. I don't know if he just got confused or Whoops. what, but obviously the Warlord was this completely different wrestler. Was he in wrestling at the time, Warlord? Yeah. Well, they're stupid then, isn't it? Yeah, big fuck up, Gorilla Monsoon. He has survived one of these ordeals before. The casket that he was put in by Jake the Snake Roberts, but this time he saves himself. The commentators tell us that there is not much air in there, and I'm not convinced by that. I know it's a body bag, but fucking hell. He, He's just zipped up. He there'd, be, there'd be plenty of air in there. Exactly. <laughs> Stupid. That's why That's why bodies decompose. If they want any air in it, they wouldn't decompose. Very good point. Yeah. Science lesson as well. <laughs> <laughs> the warrior fights his way out of it and throws the body bag away like a moron. Like the ref has to go and retrieve he it. He does. The ref like, like awkwardly shuffles across the ring. Yeah. Like, oh, I better put my butt. Yeah, we're going to need this very soon. Fucking warrior. Three big clotheslines, and Paul Bearer gets up onto the apron. The warrior runs past the manager and he steals the urn on his way past. That's <laughs> stupid. It looks stupid there, didn't it? It was like. <laughs> <laughs> It did look like, stupid. It looked like, awkward. yoink, what are you? Bounced off the ropes. Yoink. <laughs> <laughs> Got the air. They should have put that sign up in. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he nails the Undertaker with it. And like an idiot, he then throws the urn away right out the ring and it rolls under the barricade and some fan picks it up. Yeah. Like, for fuck's sake, Warrior, just do something right. Right. Don't throw the body bag away. Don't throw the urn away. <laughs> exactly. Don't nearly break Undertaker's neck doing a pile driver. <laughs> which you didn't mention earlier, one of them was really fucking awful. Really? It did look bad, yeah, we talked yeah. about it earlier on. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. I thought it was very crisp, very technical. Technically no, sound. What, no, one of them, oh. his, his head, like, properly hits the canvas. Oh. I'm sure, I'm fairly sure it does. Yeah, I, like, think, I, I think you're like, right. Because I, I remember wincing a little bit going, Ooh, nasty. Fucking idiot. Because that's when he no-sold it, and I was like... Hey, warrior. Yeah, no, cause I remember now, because... We said he did really well to like no sell it because it looked really fucking bad yeah. as well. It's one of them where it'd be easier to actually sell. The yeah. yeah. It's now body bag time and there's not a twitch cause Lord Alfred is in. Undertaker's not moving. He's out cold. Monsoon claims the place has gone bananas and to be fair, it, it did go quite nuts at this point. Do you think? Yeah. I, I didn't go nuts. You know, no, <laughs> me either. But Although, the crowd enjoyed it. I'm just gonna say now, how fucking difficult is it to get someone in a body bag when they're laid out on the floor? It's, it's actually really it, fucking it, hard. You know, right? It's easy to get a dead person in a body bag because you know, only two people or three people doing it. When there's one person rolling someone into a body bag, Fair a body bag that just fits. Yeah, because <laughs> you have to lay it down on the floor, then like. Roll him over. Roll, yeah. The only other way you can, you can either do it that way, or you put it over them and then roll them over. Yeah. yeah. It, either way, it's just awkward. It makes long winded. It makes them take like a little bitch. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. It's it's keep him down longer than is necessary. Like really. What he only went down because he got hit with the urn. Yeah. It's got to be a bigger move. If if only taking no cells, you know, a, two or three power drivers. Yeah. He's gonna. What, why is no one going to put him down? I, I don't know if the point of the urn is, obviously... Because it, it's his power. It's the source of his power, yeah. So if he's been hit with it and then it's been thrown away, yeah. his, his power source is gone. God, Undertaker's a stupid gimmick, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> what you think How about How did that it? ever fucking work for, like, nearly 30 years? I don't know. It just did. It just did. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> well, credit to Undertaker for making it work. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's, let's go back. Finish this off. Let's finish his body bag of shit off. <laughs> <laughs> The warrior zips the head up first, smart thinking claims Monsoon. It is clever, yeah. Yep. The first smart thinking he's ever done in his <laughs> the life. The only smart thinking he's probably ever done in his life in between drugs. 
A bit racist. Drugs. Oh, fuck. You've seen some of his promos. He was just that was just worry though, I believe. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, he was a racist and a homophobe. Oh yeah, he was then. Up until the day he died. Yeah. But forget about that, because he's the warrior. Oh, let's have an award after him. Yeah. Even though he was a massive homophobe. And racist. And, and his videos are online, they're talking shit about gay people. It's yeah. like, how dare they let him have an and, award in the fucking Hall of Fame? And oh, Hogan does the, sick. And Hogan does the same thing and gets... Yeah, Hogan hooking. does something slightly, a little bit... It's not even that bad. He called someone, he said, called someone the N-word. Yeah. But... Hogan grew up in a time where everyone was saying that. That's it. But yeah, but how much did how much heat did he get for that? Loads. You know, he's, he's, well, he's been took off the WWE website. Yeah. He's not mentioned ever again. People who dress as Hulk Hogan in the crowd and move to the yeah. opposite side now, so you don't see him on the hard cam. Yeah. It's bullshit. Completely ostracised, isn't he? Whereas Warrior, like you say, he's got an award in the Hall of Fame yeah. after him, despite his worst things yeah which they are a lot worse Hogan apologised for his hmm. Warrior never apologised because no. he believed in what he said yeah at least we've all agreed Hogan's better than Warrior yes yeah 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 okay brilliant yes. so Warrior's never off into the Hall of Fame no <laughs> probably not based yes. on that I got it <laughs> after all that I got it well done well done we can't have a homophobe in the Hall of Fame can we that's that mad mean, we can't have Chris Ben Warren either then he's not a homophobe no, but he is a murderer. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the murders. Yeah, I forgot about the murders. Okay, let's, get, let's move on. Let's finish this off. Yes, let's. The warrior zips the bag all the way up and the ref calls it a victory. The ultimate warrior poses with one foot on his fallen foe. Like, cocky bastard. Twat. That would have made the match if, like, he's, if he's celebrating and just, like, Rips bursts out. out of this bag, grabs him, Tombstones in, then just walks off. Stabs him yeah. repeatedly. <laughs> okay. Snaps his neck. <laughs> and then we can never have the warrior. Well, unfortunately, that doesn't happen because the warrior quickly exits and Paul Bearer unzips the Undertaker after he spookily sits up while still in the yeah, body. It looked quite good, that did. Yeah, that was brilliant. That was That's like from spooky. a horror film, that is. Yeah. It good. Loved it. The heels leave and the body bag gets tangled in the ropes. Like it kind of gets caught on the ropes and Undertaker like snatches it. Quick question. Yeah. Did Undertaker ever win a casket match or a body bag match or a buried alive yeah. match? Yeah. He's won a buried alive. Yeah, he beat Mankind the first buried alive. Yeah. He beat Mustafa in a casket match. Yeah. He's lost many, 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 many more than he's ever won. Of his speciality matches, yes, he has. Of yeah. the gimmick matches that are specifically for his gimmick. Yeah. I never, the casket matches and the buried alive, they're all shit. Because... It's hard to do that. Yeah, it's hard to have a, a legitimate match, especially the Burial Light, when, when they, the fucking burying pit was at the other side of the arena. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like so, like so, got, Titan so you have got to yeah. batter him in the ring and then drag him or batter him on top of a mound of mud. Yeah. That's, not, that's not easy, is it? No. The commentators sell a swelling to the forehead of The Undertaker, but if he's a dead man, surely it's not possible to swell. No, because that's... No, yeah. it, it, you need blood. Yeah, you need blood to pump around your body. Exactly. Yeah. Plus, there is nothing there anyway. No, there isn't. Nothing at all. Paul Beerus shouts... No! <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> What's the hand doing? I don't know. What's the but hand it works. Doing? It works. <laughs> As they exit, and that's the end of the match. Ugh. Thoughts on it? Ugh. Mm. It was a thing that happened that I watched like four times. Oh my god, that's fantastic. Why did you watch it four times? Because every time we go to, we was like, oh, we're going to talk about it this week. 
and then we never talk about it. So I have to watch it again. Exactly. Or else I forget. Luckily, I had shit written down, otherwise yeah. I would not have remembered this match no. or anything. No, it's, it's not, not going to go down as a classic. No. no. To be fair, it is pretty much a house show that just so happened to be recorded for TV in that New York area. That was all it was supposed to be for. But obviously, with the internet and everything else, we can watch it okay. freely. I'm going to suggest we do something now. Yeah. When we do these ones. Is this a gem? This match? It Was it a gem? No. No. We're going we're gonna to rate every match we ever do out of that. Come, call a tombola. Okay. Should we do a... If it's a gem or not a gem. A retrospective one, then. What about the good housekeeping match? Was that a gem? That was a gem. That was a gem. Because it was, was, yeah. it, it was, fair, it was man, versus, match. man it was, versus a woman. Yeah. It was a good match. It was funny. Yeah. I laughed. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that match. So we'll, we'll rate every, every one of them a good. gem or not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, good housekeeping gem, body bag. Not a gem. No, no. Not a gem. No, just no, not, do not watch. I mean, <laughs> the only thing noteworthy about it was the fact that it was the first Undertaker signature match. It was before casket matches, before um, Buried Alive, before Hell in a Cell, before Last Ride match. He had one of them. Yeah. Before yeah. a coffin match. He actually had a coffin match before it became a casket match. Yeah. He had all last, these. Last Ride match. Yeah. Can we chuck that in the call with Tom? I don't know what that I match is. I can't remember that match. Yeah, we could stick it in there. I can't remember that match at all. It's Undertaker and JBL. Sounds um, like it could be a decent match to watch. Fuck JBL. Wait, it's not, an, it's not an ambulance match, is it? No. Okay. No, it was a last ride match. I think the idea was you had to put him in a hearse, and then uh, a, somebody drove the hearse now out I, the Now I remember, yeah. yeah. Okay. So before all that, before any of them, you had the body bag match. This match is very close to the end of the Ultimate Warrior's first run in the WWF. Mm. Like, a month later at SummerSlam, he held the WWF up for money. Oh, God. Um, I was going to say, you know, remember, when, I remember. when we were saying about um, Hulk Hogan doing things that people find um, they just can't forgive him for, he did a, a burning bridge thing with the WWF, didn't he? He burned bridges with WWF at one point. And returned, yeah. He, he, did, he did. He returned, though. Ultimate Warrior. He came uh, back, though, didn't he? Just before he died, yeah. Literally the day before he died. Yeah. He, he came on Raw, gave a really weird speech. About, yeah, basically... Everything being complete, you know. Yeah, and then the next night he died. Fuck, that's that's ominous. It is very ominous. Yeah, he was inducted to the Hall of Fame on the Saturday. Obviously, turned up at WrestleMania on the Sunday just to show off the Hall of Fame inductees. On Raw to give a speech on the Monday. Died on the Tuesday. Shit. Took it for a drink on Wednesday. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! They were making love by Thursday. I can't believe you guys are looking at Craig David reference. <laughs> That's why you bring me. He held them up for money. He basically said, you need to give me this much money, otherwise I'm not showing up for the main event of SummerSlam, which I've been booked on and advertised for. So Vince paid him and fired him the next day. He did return in 92. He come back at WrestleMania, but he only lasted another three or four months and he was gone again. Brought him back in 96, mm-hmm. where he no-selled the pedigree on his first match. Shithead. Fucking hell. And again, he was missing dates and he was gone within four months. See, we, we slag off Hulk Hogan, but... Hulk At least Hogan, he turned up. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, he knew he was the face. Yeah. He knew he had to be there. You know, he was, Hulk Hogan was a dick. He always made sure he won. Yeah. But the crowd didn't care. No, he, but, was, he was always there for yeah. the fans. If he was advertised, he would be there. But Warrior wasn't. No. So that's why I don't... I think that's probably why I always never liked him. Yeah. 
He wasn't there. No. He didn't care. He didn't care enough. He yeah. didn't care about the, the fans. or he, he just cared about how much he was getting paid. Exactly. He cares about himself well and truly. Well, um, well Hulk Hogan did care enough about the fans. Yeah. He did. Oh, definitely. He loved Hulkamania. He, I think he, he lived Hulkamania. He lived Hulkamania, yes. Well yeah. said. Well put. Well, as for the body bag match, that's all we've got to say about it. It was... Yeah, forget yeah. about it. Yeah, just forget about it. It's not that great. We won't unearth this gem. No. <laughs> we should bury this one. Yeah, we'll bury... Yeah. <laughs> it's not a gem, though, so what uh, we're burying this turd. Maybe we should just bury the body bag. Or this body bag should stay in the morgue. How many dead I've puns can we do? <laughs> well, apparently two. <laughs> two. Yeah, two. Yeah, well done, Liam. Until next time, for another edition of the Special Match Story Corner, I've been Flemerald. I've been Rusty Pudding. I've been No Gimmicks Needed. We are the Gems of Wrestling, in the words of Old Man Magoo. Yes, it happened again. Tuesday, we were making love by Wednesday, and all.
drink on Tuesday.